Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the show. Today, we're talking about regaining the power of choice with Rachel Buckland. My name's Chris Sutton. This is Mental Conversations. I'm sure I can be so absent-minded. Take a good look. No notice. Don't be blinded. Boom. And we're live. Um, I'm sat looking at the very happy, smiley, non-COVID-y face. Rachel Buckland. Um, welcome back to Mental Conversations, Rachel. Thank you for having me back. So glad you feel better because I tried to have you on last week and was it the week before? Oh dear, you did. You seemed rough. So yeah, um, it was. It was not. You would get no sense from me at all. Yeah. So I'm. I'm glad we've we've saved it. We've saved it up. So we've got. Re- we've had lots of time to think about it. I've got one note on my little piece of paper. So. <laughs> But no, when I reached out to you, I was like, come back on, share some of your wisdom with us. And you said to me, let's talk about regaining the power of choice. And I was like, yeah. I like, I like that. I like that. So tell me why that was rattling around in your head. So through COVID, I felt very sorry for myself. And I was sat there and I thought, well, I, I can choose to sit and feel horrible Hmm. or I can choose to believe and know that it's going to get better and it'll be okay and I found a binge tv program and I was happy and and since coming kind of back to work and being with some friends and there's a lot of kind of difficulties I think at the moment and people feeling really stuck Hmm. and it just made me think kind of through speaking to them and helping them of how do we support people in kind of regaining their power and the empowerment of being able to understand that we can choose to feel a way or a different way. And sometimes it can be really difficult. But once we get that power of choice back, life becomes a lot easier and a lot lighter to kind of go about and live. I love this. I love this. This is my, I can't believe I haven't thought to do a whole episode on this before because I keep bringing this up in little bits and pieces um it's quite a hard message for people to to accept yeah. and to hear isn't it that we have the the power to actually choose an emotion um yeah. because you kind of go what are you talking about like people might even be experiencing now difficulty with it and going what are you talking about you feel what you feel don't you you just yeah. it's just who you are so i'm going to react like that because he did that he made me feel like that Uh, I think we've never been I mean personally when I grew up I was never told that you could choose to feel away and mm. until I kind of had the wisdom of my mother and doing (laughs) horrible horrible she makes me angry (laughs) Um, no she's great and through doing NLP and it just opening up your vision of actually we do have a choice and although it's really difficult and like I still find it difficult sometimes you just have to take that step back and accept oh I've chosen that I've done that to me how can I change it and sometimes it's okay to choose to feel angry or sad and some, and that's healthy and then sometimes it's not the right time and you can go thanks for that anger I'm not going to take it right now I'm going to choose something else and I think it all starts from And I know this week, all I've been talking about is do you want to be a pebble or do you want to be a ripple? And I think that's the starting point of am I being a pebble or a ripple? What do I want to be today? 
and then you can start thinking. <laughs> You're going to have to unpack that. You're going to have to unpack that a bit, right? What's a pebble? The pebble What's a ripple? <laughs> so everyone's, oh, I say everyone. I don't know if you've all heard that the, the metaphor of you drop a pebble in the pond and it causes a ripple. Hmm. So what I always like to think about is, well, I could be the pebble that I can choose to drop myself in a pond and cause an effect, like cause the ripple to go out. And mm. I know that I've done that. And it's quite an empowering position to be is to be the pebble. Or you might be the ripple that you have no control of being rippled out. Something's every time that pebble drops, there's always going to be a ripple. Mm. And they're the, they're the times when you feel that things are happening to you and you have no control and it's always someone else's fault or something's fault to be a certain way or feel a certain way. And actually, if we can step away from being the pebble, uh, step away from being the ripple and become yeah, the pebble. I love that. It's just so much easier. It, it, may, it makes so much sense. It's good, it's good putting it into a metaphor because it helps people to understand it. And, you know, I think it's like, less scary, isn't it? It's less scary to be to call it a pebble and a ripple than to say oh, I'm choosing to feel rubbish yeah because there's 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 something when you when you're doing like the the course the neurolinguistic programming course that you know people talk about hear me talk about NLP all the time now obviously um <laughs> it's like so when someone when you listen to like a language pattern putting it in these terms and when someone says you know oh he makes me so angry you know one of the things one of the kind of responses an NLP kind of response would be well what is it that he's doing that makes you choose the emotion of anger and it's quite a kind of clunky sentence in some you know and and actually depending on who you're speaking to if you said that to someone when they were angry you might get slapped (laughs) (laughs) but they're like what are you talking about and i'll give you an example so alfie i always use alfie as an example who's six you know he will say to me i won't use his friends names but he'll say you know let's say they're called jack and toby he'll be like jack and toby made me so upset today and i was they were made they made me cry because they were laughing at me because my hair was sticking up at the back. It's all right, I'm going wax now. Um, so, like, <laughs> but you know, but I've tried with him. Like, well, what is it that they were doing that made you, you know, choose to feel sad about that? And he was kind of like, "Fred, oh, he's six. But he's like, and, and I and I tried to ump and say to him, "Look, it's just words." And actually, they're trying to provoke. I didn't say these words, but I said they're trying to provoke an emotion out of you. If you in a reaction, if you give them that reaction, you're giving them what they want. And therefore, they'll keep doing it because they keep getting what they want, which is your reaction of being upset. But actually, if you just go, yeah, I like spiky hair. You know, maybe you can have spiky hair one day. Then mm-hmm. they'll probably just leave you alone because they're not. And I say exactly the same thing to him about when his sister tries to wind him up i'm like even with her in the room i'll say she's trying to wind you up alfie if you show her that you're being wound up she's gonna keep doing it so i'm in that in that sense i'm trying to give two messages one to her that i know and he knows she's deliberately being a little cow like (laughs) and to him you know don't react and she'll just give up because you're just you know but he he breaks my heart because he's too bloody clever by half and he has said to me words hurt sometimes daddy words do hurt 
and you're mm. like, ah, oh, you've kind of got me there. Because <laughs> they do. You know, he can't, yeah. they can't do anything to you other than what you allow them to do. But it's not easy, is it? No, it's it's really difficult. And I think, I know at first I found it really hard because I am... Um, I've got quite a short fuse. Mm, I I'm aware used to of it, enjoy yeah. being angry. <laughs> I think I still do. I've never sometimes. been on the end of it, to be fair, just to be clear. <laughs> you never will be. <laughs> um, but I think actually before you can choose to accept feeling an emotion and changing it, the first thing to do is to be able to have an experience, pause and go, okay, that that did trigger a response. That That did make me feel a bit angry and then take that as learning so now you'll end up the more it kind of happens is you've then got a toolbox full of all your triggers so then when you next experience the same situation or a similar situation you can go okay I know that that's going to pro- provoke a certain emotion or a certain response what can I do differently to last time mm. and then if you start building those kind of coping strategies then you do get to the point that you're pebbling life and you're like yeah okay that's the thing gonna park it's not important I'm gonna move on to the next I think that you know what that's a really good suggestion that and in fact god I didn't realize how clever I am I've been doing some of these (laughs) things (laughs) I've been doing some of these things I I got another example of that so like Alfie's picked up this terrible uh habit of picking his toenails Right. I don't know what he's doing. He's like, oh, bless him. Like future Alfie, if you're listening to this, I can only apologize. For, like, <laughs> Daddy's picking on you today, but like picking on you much like you're picking your toenails. But he'll sit there like so last last night he goes to bed and uh, I put a five minute meditation on. And quite often he'll drift off to sleep during that meditation, like a guided meditation for kids. It's beautiful. It's really, really nice. Um Last night, he's like holding my hand with one hand and he's picking his toenails with the other hand. Right. And I'm like, right, en- enough of that now. Stop, stop now, Alfie. You know, like, let's stop doing that. Uh, and then he looked at me and he went, I can't. It's a terrible habit I've picked up. Good <laughs> <laughs> self awareness, good self awareness. So I, um, so I said to him, I tell you what, here's Spider Man, right? He's got this squidgy Spider Man. I said, do you squidge Spider Man instead of that? And then when he stopped holding my hand, I put this little squidgy fox in his other hand. And he went, but I won't be able to go to sleep, will I? Because I'll be, I'll be squidging these. That means it'll keep me awake. And I went, oh, well, let's see what happens. And sure enough, when I went to check on him 10 minutes later, the Spider-Man and the fox are like either side of his hands and he's fast asleep. So he's replacing that kind of, it's just like a distraction, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's taking those tiny steps that if anyone went out now including us and something happened and an emotion came it's really it's not like we're experts we can still get ah not feeling anything negative ever again I'm super happy it starts by noticing it and accepting it and then the next step is okay I've noticed that what's it doing to me okay I've Mm. got that okay so I've noticed it what's it doing to me what can I do instead and it the more you build it up, and I think through training in, I've done like DDP and PACE, they all merge together, all these different kind of therapeutic models and kind of 
emotional well-being courses that you can do they all talk about just accepting it and I think that's the first step to being able to bring choice back into your day and into your life of accept that these things happen and that's okay Mm. and then that's when you're at your two two path crossroads that I've accepted it I can go one way and probably have a pretty rubbish day because I'm going to feel really crap or I can go I'm going to be a pebble and I'm going to go and help someone else or do something positive in the day or just go and have a cup of tea that makes everything better <laughs> yeah it, it absolutely does and then you could be the spoon that was creating ripples in, in your mug of tea exactly Boom, look at that. my goodness um yeah i, I really like that because there are some things in my life that um i'm not going to specifically share specifics but there are definitely some triggers that i notice when i go down like a negative thought pattern mm-hmm. um and actually more in the past than in the present, but I'm thinking particularly around things that other people may benefit from hearing. And I'm thinking about things like jealousy, you know, like there can be something where uh, I'm thinking of a specific like past relationship where a person's name would come up or uh, Mm -hmm. even a location where I knew that, my it's an like an ex from a long time ago an ex-partner where she'd been on holiday with someone in the past who I was always very jealous of kind of thing and just the just the mention of that country or seeing that country on tv would make me think oh that's where they went on holiday and would and then I'd be like feeling "Mm, oh yeah and they were better than me (laughs) you know also I'm skipping out loads of bits but you kind of that's where you get to is thinking oh and you're like wow that's crazy you can't spend your life not ever thinking about Indonesia, <laughs> like never, you know, never having Scotland or Wales or wherever it is. I can't remember. I'm just making details up, but like just avoiding conversations about Australia because it's difficult for yeah. you. You and it, and it's at that point that you go, okay, there it is. I've noticed it. Okay, what do I want to do? Be on that ripple, be that ripple, or do I want to actually go and be a pebble over here? Because that mm-hmm. makes that's going to be, um, you know, just take me away from that completely. Because especially because I agree, I think as human beings, we like to collect and hold on to all this stuff that half the time isn't a thing. We've we've created it in our kind of unconscious mind to be like, that's a protective fact. I'm going to think bad about that place because someone's been there that they could just cause me upset so I'm not even going to think about it and then we build it and build it and build it and then you end up going day to day on edge thinking am I going to see that person am I going to bump into that face am I going to hear that country or whatever it is and it becomes really tiring and it becomes really heavy to go through your day let alone kind of your week your month and your life and I think actually if we can take a step to just take a pebble off the weight and go okay well that's not a thing I've made that a thing does it need to be a thing is it serving me a purpose because sometimes anger does serve a purpose and sadness does serve a purpose to protect us but it's okay to resurface that and go well is that still a thing do I still need it well no because that's going to be a good holiday yeah yeah, yeah, because maybe 
um, it used to serve your purpose. You know, maybe uh-huh. it used to be beneficial to you to, you know, not the, not the jealousy example, but maybe an emotion that comes up. You know, the, mm-hmm. the, the, one of the things that just occurred to me is like this happens a lot in music, doesn't it? With like you'll hear yeah. a song and it will and it will stir up an old emotion that can take you down a, a path for hours or days or weeks in, mm-hmm. in, in you know come on what's what's your song you don't have to tell me the reason what is it um probably several but um do you know what no <laughs> yeah I've got a lot of songs I can't remember half of them the one that still still gets me is slow hands I think it's by Niall one of the 1D boys but slow okay. hands is every time I hear Niall it Horan. <laughs> Yes, that's the one. <laughs> I don't know the song. So that's my I know song. My One Direction members. <laughs> yeah, and and like so, there'll there'll be things. I mean, actually, because this because this can be a positive as well. And actually, mm-hmm. when you think about music, this could be a podcast in itself. In fact, I've probably done this before. Um, done an episode on this before, but like, um, I could put on certain songs, and they will, and they will put me in a good mood. And it's almost yeah. like it's almost like the reverse in terms of you want to be the ripple there you're being the pebble that you're putting that song on um yeah. so uh, and then you can ride the ripple um <laughs> nice <laughs> some of these metaphors it's just flowing now aren't they oh there you go there's another one my flowing ripply i'm riding my flowing ripply ripple um anyway of tea uh, <laughs> mixing my metaphors anyway you, yeah, you can put some music, you'll listen to it, and, it, and, you, and you just go, oh, God, not that. I can't listen to that song, you know, because these emotions come up. But other ones, you know, like I can play, I can put um, ELO on, and it's just my dad. It just reminds me of my dad. So if I'm in a, you know, in a, in a happy in a happy way, reminds me of my dad, um, who's still with us. I'm not, I'm talking like he's passed away. Like, but because that's my childhood, it's music from my childhood. And it's, I can hear my dad's voice. I can hear him singing, um, those, those songs kind of things. So it puts me in a, can put me in a good mood. Um, so it is about that realization. And hopefully that's another example that people can look at and go, oh yeah, I can choose what mood to be in. Yeah, and actually, that's a really good way to practice it. You've sparked a lovely little thought in my head. You're is welcome. actually, music's not a scary thing. That, and like you say, there's some songs that create such a positive state and physiology for us, and there's songs that can create a really negative one. And actually, what you could do to try and practice bringing in that choice is listen to one of your happiest songs notice everything about your body like notice where the feeling is mm. it, does it cover your whole body is it in a certain place what kind of is happening with your face what's happening with your hands think about that notice it all and then pick a song that maybe is not going to promote the most negative response but a song that sometimes just you're like a, it's a bit icky and then listen to it and try and place the feeling and match the physiology for the happy song and you'll you can start to build it up and actually work your way through maybe the more difficult songs and start Mm. to notice well that's what my physiology is doing that this is the emotion it's bringing can I change it to the happier song because memories are memories we can't change experiences we can't change the past but we can change how we feel about it and music seems like such a nice way to be able to practice that Mm. Yeah, that's um, That's homework for listeners. Yeah, I mean, like, 
we could we can delve into that a bit more you know in fact i reckon we should do this me me and you rachel should do this on another podcast where we really Mm -hmm. slowly unpack what you just said i keep saying this word unpacked i know it's coming from but um (laughs) it's like you're a lunchbox um a lunchbuckland um and we'll (laughs) we'll because some people might be going what did she say and i recommend you like here we go 1980s comment about to say rewind the tape you can't mm-hmm. do that anymore just like go back 15 seconds on your <laughs> like 30 seconds or a minute whatever it is uh, and listen to that again because what Rachel was saying there uh, is about actually if you can be aware of what is happening to you physiologically um and what emotion is running and where you're feeling it and what shape it is and what strength it is and whether there's a a vibration attached to it or a weight to it you know you can we can we can do this kind of yeah we'll we'll do it we'll do it more in depth on another podcast with your permission of course but actually you can you can kind of match across those emotions and well sorry those sensory things um in layperson's terms and kind of overlay and like negative song with some of those positive um senses and yeah. and it can it can impact on it so yeah we, we'll do that and see if it see if it, it works no I think that sounds great because I think the one thing it that we what your body does isn't scary but a feeling can sometimes be a really scary thing and actually if we can just notice our body the minute you change your what your body's doing it automatically changes your emotion and then there's no control you have over that so actually start by thinking about the less scary thing of what your body's doing and then the emotion side of it doesn't seem as scary completely because like so throughout this you know like if you're watching tv and i'm obviously i'm speaking to the listeners as, as, as much as i'm speaking to you but you know like when you're watching tv and you'll sit in a certain space and then you get really involved in the program mm-hmm. and and then it might be maybe another one automatically skip you know it says do you want to watch the next episode so of course yes i do um you know and three hours goes by and sometimes this does actually come into my head that you think three hours has gone by and i may have got up twice once to get more chocolate and then the second time to go for a week other than that I've been sat in the same position, in the same chair, in the same room. So basically in the same space in the world, practically still for that whole time. And you think, wow, you couldn't do that if your mind wasn't engrossed and engaged in whatever program you're watching. But in the real world, that's what you've been doing. And you're like, and you've been fine. You know, similarly, you can have like I've come back to work today after um, you know a week or so a week off um, for Easter, and I've come back to work. And last night, although it was like a Wednesday night, I got that what I was describing to my other half is like, oh, I've got that Sunday night feeling. Yeah. And so, and it was like, why? You know, what is that? And when I speak to my children when they have to go back to school, I'm always like, oh, but it'll be great. You'll see your friends, and you kind of try and put a positive spin on. And help them be the pebble by saying, "Yeah, you'll get to see your friends, mm-hmm. and you'll get to, da, 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 you know, do do these exciting things." And yet, for me, I will get that, you know, what people will Same. hopefully do. It's that Sunday feeling of like, <clears throat> "What's going to be in my inbox? What phone calls am I going to have to take? What horrible monsters await?" And there's <laughs> not necessarily any other. 
you know yeah. and it could and it could just as easily be ah oh, i get to go back into work tomorrow and get to speak yeah. to people i really like and and actually get to you know i work doing stuff for, for on behalf of them for children and families and it's like i get to go and help some more children and families actually by doing whatever i'm going to do and i think my sunday feeling comes on the journey to work and I now just say to myself, because it has it's taken time, but I now just go, Rachel, you're rippling. And then I'm all right. I know what I'm doing to myself. I'm like, ah, work will be fine. But sometimes just having a little thing to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm not being the pebble. Next time you get a ripple, chuck some raspberry in it. <laughs> <laughs> the best kind of ripple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I don't know for people listening to this, you know, what the hell are they talking about? Raspberry ripple yeah, ice cream. <laughs> It's the, it's the best so it, it is but it, and, and it's about I think it's about that interrupt isn't it it's about that pattern interrupt and the very first thing that you need to do to be able to interrupt anything is to notice that it's actually happening yeah um, which just go uh, yeah I okay that that's a thing thank and just thank yourself sometimes when a new experience happened a new emotion a new trigger just go all right thank you start that for later next time it comes up less daunting and then you'll learn okay what's the response to that Mm. and it's just baby steps it is do you know what's really what's been really helpful for me about this as well is and and i'm sure for others too i remember when i very first like engaged in a conversation with a psychologist or um yeah psychologist and they were saying to me about or i they were saying about noticing and i said yeah that's my biggest issue actually is i don't know when this is happening so how can i do anything about it if i don't know it's happening and actually with practice this is this is a bit of a revelation for me this um (laughs) with practice i can do that now actually and i'm talking about six seven eight years ago now that i was kind of like a bit lost and like i don't know when i'm thinking the wrong thing or a negative thing because i'm just thinking it but actually being aware that there is a more positive outlook and a more positive way to look at things is a really, really powerful thing. Before you can get the confidence in doing it, you've got to get through the confusion and the empowerment stage. And actually the confusion will come the first time you try and notice something that's just happened. And you're like, oh, is that a thing? Is that not a thing? But the, I think the best part of the journey is the empowerment stage where you do start to gain the confidence in noticing things mm. and picking going, oh, that that is a trigger. That's made me feel something. And actually, that's what gave me the confidence of and, and the empowerment of going, oh, maybe this is a thing that I can achieve is being able to choose how I feel. And mm. that all came from just being able to notice. And it takes time. But actually, when you... F- when you've done it for the first couple of times, you're like, wow, that's that's massive. I have more control of me now. Yeah. And we'll I think I, th- I think from a kind of trying as if it's possible to look at it through a non NLP lens. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like there's two things happening here or there's two conversations for further exploration, one which we'll park and and, lo- and look at in more depth about that kind of how do you look at the physiology of one emotion or one state of mind when you're thinking about something positive and overlay it onto that kind of 
right, okay, I'm feeling negative and what emotions and what feelings are associated with that. The other thing is this kind of distraction technique of kind of, and just go and just grabbing it. This might be more advanced and kind of a more difficult thing to to do even, but actually is more simple in explanation, which is, okay, I'm going down this path. I'm worried about this, but actually mm-hmm. do I need to be? Grab hold of it and go, no, don't want to be that ripple. I want to be the pebble. Mm-hmm. What's the pebble? You know, what is yeah. the pebble? What do I actually do? What am, what am I throwing here? Um, and that, that I think is quite a a big a big thing to be able to do, um, but but like I say, I think so. For me, it might be lying in bed and those thoughts come in, you know, mm-hmm. lying in bed in the morning. Those thoughts come in. <gasps> all the things I've got to do today. At mm-hmm. that point, when that happens to you next, to go, what am I going to replace that with? Where's my Spider Man? Yeah, I think sometimes being having the confidence to stop in your tracks when something's happened and notice it it sounds a bit odd um and I think the first step is maybe for those that if you go home after work and you just think I'm going to have a cup of tea and and think about what's happened today or in the morning when you're having a little bit of reflection or however it goes mine's definitely a hot bath with a glass of wine and I'll go what's gone on you can then backtrack the day and oh yeah that irritated me what was that conversation what was said what did I do what did they do Mm. but also being able to do that for the positives of whether it's that your kids come home with a picture that they've drawn and it's just made you really proud you can be like what what was that moment what did that do for me and I think sometimes some people are naturally great at being able to stop in their tracks and go that wound me up and sometimes it comes from just having a bit of a reflection of what's gone really well, what's irritated me, and just thinking about the conversation. Was it completely someone else? Did mm. you say something that then irritated yourself? Because I often say stuff that I'm like, oh, Rachel, what are you saying? And and it just helps you build that confidence and skill in noticing. It Yeah, it really does. And it, it it's that, it's about, so, you know, there's a couple of things here to kind of finish off with, I think, which is the first one is like, I had that Sunday feeling last night on Wednesday night, confusingly. Um, but now on, on Thursday afternoon, you know, Thursday evening after work, looking back at my day and going, did I need that Sunday feeling? Did it benefit me in any way, shape or form? categorically i can say you know live (laughs) no it didn't it didn't make any difference it didn't do anything positive Mm -hmm. and actually the day's been fine the day's gone well i've done everything i needed to do and the piece of there is a piece of there's there's many probably pieces of information that i could have done with last night or if i had had them last night that would have helped me you know, if I'd known what the day was going to be, I wouldn't yeah. have needed to worry about it. And actually, how many days have gone wrong that yeah. I would have, that, you know, and there's, there's not actually that many. The other thing is, so there's that other piece of information. It's the beach ball that I've talked about many times on this. Yeah. And I'll and I'll finish. Usually I let the guests finish, but I'm going to finish with your permission <laughs> because I'm going to be the pebble. Um, I was worried halfway through a letter that my daughter wrote to me. And then the last 
two or three words. I'll try and remember them. Um, change the script. She wrote me this letter after the meditation that I'd left mm-hmm. on. She decided to write a letter. She put it on the meditation. I got downstairs. I said to Claire, oh, you know, listen to this, but listen right till the end. I wish I'd got it with me. And it said, dear daddy, um, you are wonderful and there's nothing you could ever do to change that. Um, and I was thinking, oh, that's a really nice start. And then it took a dark turn. She said, you are better than me. And I was like, oh, I don't like that. And then the last three words said, and I'm bloody fantastic. (laughs) 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 So I was like, oh, no, poor Isla. Oh, you arrogant little. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know. It's about how you haven't you haven't always got all the information, mm-hmm. you know, so be the pebble and create the information for yourself if you don't have it, if that works. Um, Rachel, thank you so much for coming back on the show and listening to me ramble and ruin all your metaphors or improve I think them. Strengthen some of them. I may <laughs> leave some on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, made them even better. Uh, look, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. No, thanks for having me. And thank you guys out there for listening. As always, another episode will be winging its way to you soon. Thanks, everyone.